Elvis Presley, the singer who shaked, rattled, and rolled his way to rock history in the 1950s, died today in Memphis. He was 42. In recent years, Presley was plagued by weight problems and fatigue. And tonight, a spokeswoman for the Memphis Police Department said detectives were investigating, quote, the strong possibility that Presley's death was a result of an overdose of drugs. Oh, and more, much more than this, I did it my way. Dr. Nick walked into the waiting room and told everybody, it's all over. He's gone. Oh, my God. After Elvis's dad, Vernon, was informed, they had him sign the autopsy consent form. Dr. Nick called the hospital and told hospital administrator Maurice Elliott that he could go ahead and inform the press. Joe Esposito and Charlie Hodge, you know, members of the Memphis Mafia. Yep. They were too choked up to make the announcement themselves. So this Maurice Elliott guy did. I imagine you're a doctor. You have to like give press releases and stuff like that. That's not part of your job description. No. Really. Yeah. yeah. Sarah Silverman had a funny story about when she was a kid and she had a bedwetting problem. Yeah. She was sleeping over at her friend's house and wet the bed. And then her friend's mom found it and was like, who did this? And then suddenly someone came in the room and said, they just announced that Elvis Presley died. Oh, and God. suddenly all the attention turned to that. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of big things, were historical things were happening. Sarah Silverman wet herself for the first time yeah. in another person's house. And got away with it. And got away with it. This is sort of like a 9-11 Kennedy thing, I would say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, where people... For the late 70s, of course. Yeah. You know exactly yeah. where you were. The yeah. biggest death of the decade. Yeah. Fans started to gather outside Graceland, and in no time at all, Elvis's security force did a complete cleanup of the bedroom, and everything was put back into place, as if nothing had occurred. All the pills were taken away. Yeah. It was like uh, Michael Erlentrout from uh, Better Call Saul like, <laughs> yeah. cleaned it up, yeah. What yeah. you're going to do is you're going to get uh, all the jumpsuits and pills yeah. and, and bury them. Listen to me closely. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get in the car and yeah. you're going to drive. It's yeah. a great Erlentrout. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, who saw that coming? <laughs> uh, so they did a sweep of the room. There were no signs of any prescription pills. Almost like it was the home of a Christian scientist. Yeah, right. The only clues left behind were a couple of empty syringes in the bedroom and a book about sex and psychic energy that was on the bathroom floor. Apparently in that book, it correlated sexual positions with astrological signs. He's like that. That's when people know you're a, not a serious person when you're when you're involved in shit like this. Even Doctor Sabi is like, "You are crazy." Yeah. Yeah. I do not agree with your way of thinking. Investigators also found a stain on the shag carpeting in the bathroom that indicated where Elvis had thrown up after being stricken while he was seated on the toilet. Oh my mm. God! What it the- appeared as if he had stumbled or crawled. Several feet before he died. So the popular theory is that he was constipated. I named so many ailments, and one of them I forgot was constipation. 
Well, that comes with the opioid usage. It's like yeah, you that. can't really shit when you uh, when you were on opioids. Like yeah. usually, people's appetites are suppressed when you're on that many prescription drugs. But he's eating all these banana and peanut butter sandwiches and stuff. Cheeseburgers like, mixed with sauerkraut. Yeah, and he's eating up until three in the mashed morning. Potatoes. And yeah, yeah. And he's doing the total polar opposite of what a healthy person should be doing. Yeah. Don't eat after seven. You know, eat you know proteins and good vegetables and stuff. He's doing none of this. Yeah, I love how the headline was. He was forty two and alone. Uh, there was like 30 people at his house. <laughs> well, this is, this, this, this Half of Memphis was in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the sun, though. You know, this yeah. is like uh, the, the New York uh, Daily News. Or and Post. his face is like, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I died. I'll do it again. <laughs> and they found months worth of fecal matter. Four months. In his system. Worth oh of caca. God. Lodged up there. Yeah, yeah, I didn't need Kyle saying the caca thing. Caga. <laughs> the way you say it, it's like a, like a fighting style. Yeah. <laughs> he makes it sound more appealing, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It's gross, man. Everything about this is nasty. And this is where things start getting very confusing and convoluted. Oh, this, so, is, this, is, where this is where it starts. Yeah, yeah. Bear with me. <laughs> okay. The autopsy was performed <laughs> around 7 p.m. at Baptist Memorial. And this 7 p.m. the next day. No, the day he died. Oh, okay. Yeah, because remember, he was going to get up at 7 p.m. Yeah. But he was found dead much earlier yeah. oh, okay, and pronounced gotcha. dead at 3.30 p.m. Yes. And so Baptist Memorial was not the city hospital. So the autopsy report would only be released to Dad Vernon because they had him sign that form. Mm. This was brilliant on their part because it made it a private matter. It didn't have to be released publicly. Okay. The results were publicly announced by a guy named Dr. Jerry Francisco from Baptist Memorial, a medical examiner, around 8 p.m. while the autopsy was still being performed. Wow. Quote, his death was due to cardiac arrhythmia due to an undetermined heartbeat. The heart was enlarged, a significant amount of coronary what is that word? Atherosclerosis. Sclerosis. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that he, means the hardening of the arteries, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. He had a damaged liver, and his large intestine, as I mentioned, was clogged with shit, oh. indicating a painful and long-standing bowel condition. So his insides were just rotting and dying. Mm -hmm. Among other things, yeah. Yeah. No known history of heart disease. And all signs pointed to drug abuse. Another cause could have been anaphylactic shock from the codeine pills from his dentist, for which Elvis had a mild allergy. Jeez. He supposedly weighed 350 pounds at the wow. time of his death. Oh, my God. Some people question that. How, yeah. how tall a guy was he? Good question. He was six foot oh. He was six so feet. So 350 He's about 10 pounds overweight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what region of the country you're in, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. And I'm working on it myself at the <laughs> yeah. moment. No, so, I, I hear you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's another 130 pounds on top of me. I'm 6'2". So if I was two inches shorter and 130 pounds yeah. more, 
Oof. This whole episode is just a way for Kyle to say you six two. That's a lot of yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get it. It's a lot of body. <laughs> it's a lot of poo-poo. <laughs> Not enough PP. Yeah. The autopsy report was immediately sealed for 50 years. It's scheduled to be unlocked what? in 2027. It's like the JFK assassination files. Wow. Jesus Christ. That's, that's more lockdown than JFK. Yeah. Murder and assassination. It's more lockdown than his colon. hey Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, they had an image to protect. They did yeah. a very good job of distracting everybody. Yeah. It wasn't from drug abuse. It was from a heart condition. Yeah. Mm. Even though it's obvious that wasn't the case. I don't even know if anyone really fell for that. I love Elvis, but, but then, I remember growing up, it was common knowledge that he had mixed pills and died from that. Yeah, but he has almost a cult-like following to this day where people will refuse to believe anything bad about him. Yeah, they still believe he's alive. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, they, they don't believe anything that came out bad about him. Yeah. He is Trump before Trump. He, right. he, he is like that godlike figure where they'll believe anything about him. Yeah. The investigation was reopened in 1994, but the Tennessee Health Department found no evidence of lying on the death certificate. So remember that uh, Dr. Francisco who made the public announcement while the autopsy was still going on? Yeah. After the reopened investigation in 94, he said, quote, we haven't buried John F. Kennedy yet. Haven't buried Martin Luther King. Why should we bury Alvis? What the hell does that mean? It means that... Burying was, their image. Yeah, he was speaking to those who doubted the conclusion that he made that Elvis had died of heart disease. Mm. Well, everything that guy said, though, is just like... It's so illuminating because, yeah, like... Martin Luther King was killed by the FBI. JFK was killed by the CIA. Yes, there is conspiracies yeah. in everything... With the Elvis death is very, you know, suspicious. Yeah, it's like them coming out and saying JFK sneezed too hard. That's why his head <laughs> exploded. <laughs> like <laughs> the single sneeze theory. It's the first time I've heard of this. The magic sneeze. <laughs> the magic sneeze. <laughs> two months later, lab reports stated we're back in 1977, by the way. Two months later, lab reports stated that the primary cause was most likely due to polypharmacy, which is the simultaneous use of multiple drugs to treat a single ailment or condition. The Bioscience Laboratory report, initially filed under the patient name Ethel Moore, <laughs> detected 14 drugs in Elvis's system, 10 in significant quantity, Codeine was 10 times the therapeutic level, and there were toxic amounts of quaaludes. Yet, inexplicably, the medical examiner's office stuck to the original diagnosis. Wow. That it was just a heart they condition. They don't want to make waves, and they don't want to have to back it up, because this means more people have to do more work, and that's... Mm -hmm. We find that's a definite no-no in uh, American yeah. It's like circles. Pulling the knife out of the body and being like, oh, it was natural causes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind this gash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at the gash. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis's funeral was held at Graceland on August 18th, 1977. He was buried in a white suit and gold casket. That's a quick turnaround. It's like a day and a half. Isn't that how funerals work? Yeah, but like a week usually. Uh, 
I don't know. Not always. Oh, you got people in quick. the business. Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> my, my family funeral home. So I oh, think, yeah. I, I think it's relatively quickly. You want to get you want to get everything done. But what were the turnarounds at your family funeral home? I think it's just a couple of days. Yeah, but usually people that are dying are of of you like natural causes and of old age and not of like three thousand you know prescription pills. <laughs> like and, in, yeah. yeah, and shit being in your system. Like, yeah, it depends on the situation. Yeah, and they probably wanted him buried the sooner the better, so that there could be no more investigations. Right. No more talking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they want to get rid of the like, same thing with JFK. They, just, they want to get that over with as soon as possible. Yeah, he's pronounced dead on at three thirty on the sixteenth, and then he's already in a casket on the eighteenth. That's I don't know. It just seems very quick. I'm surprised they didn't put him in a casket on the fourteenth. Hello, yeah. well, just doc- to get ahead of schedule. Well, doctor, yeah. <laughs> doctor Nick is probably scared for his fucking life. Yeah, true. He's like, you know, some of these people, you get a, you know, a wild prosecutor down there. I might be in trouble. Yeah. Radios were blaring Elvis's greatest hits, and three police helicopters hovered over the mansion. 30 National Guardsmen were called out to help control the crowd, as well as 80 policemen and 40 sheriff's deputies. Fans were hysterical, and some fainted in the intense heat of the Memphis summer. Mm. Oh, wow. There were bodyguards on the three exposed sides of Elvis's coffin, but one of Elvis's cousins got a shot of him in the coffin with a camera that was provided by the National Enquirer. Wow. The photo ran on the cover of its next issue. And we have a link. Ooh, I don't think I've ever seen this. Oh, I've seen that. He doesn't look too bad, actually. No. Yeah, sometimes when people look really bad in life, like sometimes when they die, they almost look better. (laughs) <laughs> well, he it's definitely does. It's a fucked does. up thing to yeah. say, yeah. but it's, yeah, I've, because se- I've seen it personally. <laughs> his hairstylist, Larry Geller, worked on the hair and they did the makeup. I like everyone's, yeah, everyone's still in, in business here. Like Dr. Yeah. Nick is still giving him pills. Yeah. The, <laughs> when you said there were police helicopters above the funeral, all I could think is like his drug addict friends being like, Karen, why'd you throw away the Elvis, Karen? That's the only Elvis we had, Karen. Karen? He was full of drugs, Karen. <laughs> Dr. Nick is flushing yeah, pills yeah, down yeah. the toilet. <laughs> that was all the barbiturates we had left, Karen. <laughs> After the viewing... Elvis was moved to the living room at Graceland for a private memorial service to be held the next day. Vernon wanted to keep the service simple and private. One of the only celebrities in attendance was James Brown. Really? The Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah, bring up Godfather one more time here. Yeah. And James Brown requested some time alone with the body. Okay. <laughs> what? So he could lean over and be like, you want to steal my cape, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh. he, he just slapped him in the face. <laughs> he was looking over. for drugs in the yeah. casket. You got some? I feel good. <laughs> he was emptying Elvis's necklace. Like, yeah. Where it at? Yeah. I look good. Yeah. I'm going to Woodstock 99. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man's world. Yeah. <laughs> He's just riffing at Elvis's body for an hour. <laughs> As many as 80,000 people lined the streets outside Graceland. The crowd gathered for days. At one point, 
a mentally ill man drove a white Ford into a group of people, killing two women. Whoa. What? Little known fact. It's like Charlottesville or something. OJ like, Simpson? Died. Yeah, it was OJ Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Was it that a Bronco? Man, that man was OJ Simpson. <laughs> Al Cowlin was driving. <laughs> yeah, it turns out he'd been killing people with Broncos for years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just finally got caught. Finally. Yep. At first, Elvis was placed in a mausoleum. Then, 11 days after the internment, there was a bizarre attempt to steal his body. Jesus. Then, on October 2nd, 1977, Elvis and his mom were reburied in the meditation garden in the yard at Graceland after they had met all the zoning requirements. Wow. <laughs> I'm surprised there's zoning. Well, there's weird strip balls across yeah. the street. Seems pretty lax there, as far as zoning goes. <laughs> and I don't think that was something that Elvis and the Memphis Mafia worried too much about yeah. while he was alive. Zoning. Yeah. yeah no <laughs> shit. Like, that was on the, the punch list of things to do. Yeah. <laughs> He's like bo- he's got a bowling alley in there. But. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got an arcade. Yeah, he's punching. T- he's uh, shooting TVs out and stuff. Yep. <laughs> the CBS concert special that the Colonel organized, remember? Yeah. Where he sang "Unchained Melody." Yep. From his final tour, it was broadcast on October third. Wow. People must have watched that, and especially with that that rough unchained melody looking elvis be like oh okay this all makes sense yeah a lot of parallels to michael jackson too because this is it was released in theaters you know the The last tour thing yeah yeah i saw it somewhere on tiktok or something where michael jackson was like i hate this tour i don't want to do it anymore and like uh michael can you be more positive he's like Okay, I'll do it more positive, but you know I hate this. Yeah, and he goes, "I love touring." (laughs) (laughs) And they all just started laughing. (laughs) I go to sleep now. (laughs) Jesus. In 1980, Doctor Nick was indicted for overprescribing drugs to Elvis and Jerry Lee Lewis and 12 other patients. So he's connected to Jerry Lee Lewis again through Doctor Nick. Yeah, there's this whole connection of. you know, rock and roll stars that he was like killing. Yeah. He's like a serial killer, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had prescribed 10,000 doses of drugs to Elvis in 1977. But Dr. Nick claimed that he was only trying to help Elvis and made placebos to wean him off of the drugs and that not all of the prescriptions were for him. Sure. Just 95% of them. They was yeah. written out into his name, Elvis. And Dr. Nick was acquitted on all counts. Really? Wow. That same year, his license was suspended for three months by the Tennessee Board of Medical Examiners, who found him reckless in his prescription giving, but not unethical. What's the difference? I don't know. Well, that's the American medical system. You know, you just like, whatever. You know, like reckless, but not unethical. But not unethical. Do whatever you want, but don't do what you want. His license was permanently revoked in 1993 by that same board after it was revealed that he continued to overprescribe. Wow. According to Dr. Nick, he just wanted to take people's pain away. But, but, but like, that's his business is overprescribing people. Yeah. That's all he does. He, he's not a regular doctor. Jeez. And we have a clip of him on 60 Minutes. We sure do. Let's see it. The records indicate that especially in the last year of his life, 
you prescribe certain medications to Elvis Presley in quite extraordinarily large amounts. He's like, what, 10,000? It's no big deal. It's attack what? packs, baby. Was that a lot? <laughs> Doesn't even know what to I say. I can't uh, comment on that, and I don't believe that's true. I don't believe well, that's true. The records we have, Doctor, and mm-hmm. I'll say this as gently sounds as like I Hank Hill. can, indicate that Dang it, Bobby. <laughs> From January 20th, 1977 until August 16th, 1977, the day he died, you prescribed to Elvis Presley, and the prescriptions are all signed by you, over 5,000 Schedule two narcotics Jeez. and or amphetamines. That comes out to something like 25 per day. Eesh. Wow. I'm sure he has a good explanation. That. 25 well, per day for what, a year? That you'd like to refresh your recollection on, or is it something that you deny? I deny. After that interview. <laughs> it's, you can't deny it. It's I literally... <laughs> Just because you have papers with my signature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, I mean, you're in the middle of the South down there. You're a doctor. You feel like you ha- you're un- you know, you're bulletproof, basically. Like... He felt like he could get away with what it, it's Elvis. They really thought they were above the law. Yeah. Which is why the entourage was nicknamed the Memphis Mafia. Yeah. And did you notice that guy's spray tan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He made George Hamilton look like powder. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? He looks like a weird little <laughs> statue somewhere with that crazy white hair. Also. Yeah. yeah. One of the California raisins. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of James Brown. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Colonel. Remember him? Oh, God. Good old Colonel. Yeah, what happened to the Colonel? Where's he here? He had sold off royalties of Elvis's songs pre-1973 to RCA. After Elvis died? No, before. Oh, God. Which is why he was so desperate to keep him touring and keep yeah. the money going in. And he was taking 50%, remember? Well, in 1981, he was sued by Elvis Presley Enterprises for years of mismanagement. Is that for the dad pulling the strings here? The uh, Elvis's dad, like saying, like we're gonna sue this guy. Yeah. Well, it was estate. actually Priscilla at oh, this point, but okay. I'm getting to that in just a couple seconds. Go actually, ahead. the case was settled outside of court in 1983. Parker remained sort of a in the background presence. When it came to Elvis Presley after that, he was still receiving some money, but wasn't involved in any decision He's not the president of Elvis industry. No, not at all. He would piss away a lot of his money at the casino into suckers games like the Wheel of Fortune, where you would just spin a wheel, and he would just put in... Hundreds of thousands of dollars in this thing. That's so the first time I ever went to Vegas that took like all my money. Yeah. The Wheel of Fortune game. <laughs> yeah. You were in the Colonel. And then my, there. my buddy put $20 in after I just lost like hundreds and hit the button and then just immediately hit $500. <laughs> they saw you coming a mile away I was like this is crazy how Pat Sajak hasn't been murdered because I was 19 years old in Vegas like plotting to kill Pat Sajak <laughs> <laughs> that's a normal thing like to you be. son of a bitch you're just smiling <laughs> <laughs> why is his face right there at oh, you yeah, like nice, yeah. nice roll <laughs> as you lose your entire like kid savings yes <laughs> Las Vegas Comedy Festival, 19 years old. Yeah, what's up? Okay. okay. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, snuck that in there. All right. Yeah. Vanna White was okay in your book. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She just turns <laughs> the letters. She can take my money. Yeah. Okay. 
so as I mentioned in last episode, the Colonel Tom Parker was a degenerate gambler. At the craps table, he would put his money on everything. He would just start playing against himself even <laughs> for no reason. And Lou, one night he lost a million bucks doing that. He's just lighting money on fire. Yes, Vegas. lighting it on fire. <laughs> yeah. It was like he had taken his fortune and thrown it into the station nightclub. <laughs> oh, my God. But he had nothing. Like, he had no family. He had nothing. Nothing. Nobody cared about him. Yeah, yeah. he's on the lamb his whole life. Yeah, he had Elvis, <laughs> and that was it. And Elvis has left the building. I mean. Know? He's Al- left the casino. That is so sad. Why would they let this fucking maniac control his entire well, life? Well, we had touched upon the idea that he was there first. Yeah, he yeah, sort exactly. of discovered Elvis. Elvis had this almost like a fatherly affection for him. And it felt like he brought Elvis to the big time from mm-hmm. the kind of humble beginnings. Yeah. yeah. And the colonel once rubbed Eddie Murphy's head for luck <laughs> when they were both at the casino. Oh, wow. my God. Eddie yeah, just I'm sure happened he loved to be that. There. Oh, no, he didn't. I'm trying to do the Eddie uh, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> he liked it about as much as working with John Landis. Yeah. <laughs> he said that? <laughs> Dad Vernon Presley became the executor of the Presley estate upon Elvis's death. Oh, that's not much better, though. But when he himself died in 1979, two years after Elvis, Priscilla wow. was given control of the estate. And in 1982, she had the brilliant idea of opening up Graceland to the public. And by 1988, Graceland accounted for two-thirds of the income from the Alvis estate. Wow. And the rest, licensing. Click that link. Yeah, this is not great. <laughs> I remember this commercial. Oh, yeah. That, that's how old I am. I remember this commercial. I used to eat these by the handful. I, yeah, I ate them. I love these. Yeah. The chocolate ones were the best. Oh, so good. Yeah. So they're shoveling in cash from these licensing Why deals. Why not? Yeah. And Graceland, you've been there. Yes. Is it like Disneyland? Like, what is going on there? Well, I didn't pay for the actual tour, but yes, there's people everywhere. Like, and I went on like a Tuesday. It wasn't even people come from all over the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like, the entire economy, it's like, yeah, the entire economy of that little town is just completely Elvis. It's the number one tourist attraction in Memphis. Yeah, I believe it. I don't know if that means anything. What's number two? (laughs) That's like saying (laughs) the lighthouse is the number one attraction in Fond du Lac. (laughs) (laughs) There's a big plateau drop off after number one. (laughs) Well, Beale Street, I mean, all that downtown area, Memphis is like, you know, great, but. I heard it's bad around Graceland. Like, the, the neighborhood in the area is pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. It People are getting run over by Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't grow into a nice neighborhood. Right. Yeah. What a surprise. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing when I went to the station nightclub. It was like, you know, just in the middle of this strip mall little fucking two-lane highway where 
I mean, I guess it's... It sounds like this is a setup for a joke. No, not at all. But it's Warwick. Yeah, yeah. It's Rhode Island. <laughs> it's Rhode Island. Are like, you really comparing the station nightclub to bar Graceland. to yes. Graceland? Yes. I mean, you know what? Uh, you know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that's probably a better neighborhood than where Graceland is. <laughs> really? Yes. I mean, pretty much. It's very similar, yeah. Yeah, maybe just lateral, well, lateral movement. Yeah. In the video you made, actually, about the station memorial, it looked pretty nice to me. Yeah, yeah. nice memorial. Just, memorial. Just where the station nightclub was. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. There was gunshots yeah. going off in the distance there. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Simon ain't making songs about the station nightclub. Yeah. Well, maybe he should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to station. <laughs> Warwick Rhode Island <laughs> The Dairy Brothers <laughs> Now we come to the next chapter Lisa Marie Oh no Presley What happened to her? As you all remember She was born on February 1st 1968 the lore says she was born nine months to the day that Priscilla and Elvis first consummated their relationship. Sure. During the wedding ceremony. Yeah, right. Yeah. During it's the great. vows. Yeah. PR spin. In the church. In the chapel, if you will. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to the chapel and, and I'm fucking my wife. <laughs> now that she's legal, baby. <laughs> it's on the piece of paper. Ha, ha. And remember, you're doing a parody of a Phil Spector song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Lisa Marie was the sole inheritor of Graceland. The reason Priscilla was in charge is because Lisa Marie wasn't old enough yet. Her inheritance was to be held in a trust until her 25th birthday. But it was later extended to 30th birthday because Priscilla had been running things so well. Really? Well, yeah, she turned Graceland into Disneyland. And I also maybe because uh, Lisa Marie was kind of a disaster and they kind of saw that coming. Well, yeah. she's very young at this point, so they don't know. Yeah, she's still uh, finding herself, if you will. And to put it in perspective, when Elvis died, the estate was worth a few million dollars. And by the time Priscilla was done, it was worth a hundred million dollars. Wow. That's how huge Graceland and job. the licensing yeah. became. By the way, another commercial that probably gave them a lot of money from the 1990s was the Velveeta Nachos commercial. <laughs> really? A mom mixes the Velveeta cheese with Hormel chili and puts it in the microwave. And then over the soundtrack, you hear, hunk a hunk a burning Oh, my God. Mom. I remember that. <laughs> the funny thing is, Elvis would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like, that looks good. Ooh, Part of that? a balanced breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's have that for dinner tonight, huh, Colonel? <laughs> 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 they see him they see him stuffing that into his mouth. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're supporting the client. Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just trying to do that's all. Okay. My my one of my favorite things about um like Elvis like in comedy was when, when Rob Schneider on SNL did Tiny Elvis. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, it, no. it was just like a, it was it meant it was it was nonsense. <laughs> it was basically Nicolas Cage just saying, I'm Tony Elvis. Yeah. He would just go around from Nick like, Cage was doing it. Nick Cage was doing, I think, the original oh. version of Tiny Elvis. Yeah. They'd be like, hey, because he had like John Goodman was playing one of the Memphis Mafia, but for Tiny Elvis. <laughs> and and Tiny Elvis would be like, Hey man, you see that uh 
See that tree over there? That's huge, man. He just say everything. That's, that's huge, huge, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's him. It's Tiny Elvis. Yeah, right and there. then he, that's huge, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tiny Elvis would be like, "I'm just saying it's big. That's all." <laughs> <laughs> and then at some point, Tiny Elvis takes a nap, and then the Memphis Mafia is like, "Man, he's so cute when he's taking a nap." Yeah, like, man, it's just real cute. And then Tiny Elvis wakes up and says, "Why are you saying I'm cute, man?" <laughs> and then it's just. They cut to like the song "I'm Tony Elvis." <laughs> <laughs> it was um, it meant nothing to no one except for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it just it made so much sense to like that era of of just really exploiting the fuck out of Elvis because yeah. that's what people were doing. And Priscilla, yeah. you know, why not? You and know, the Southern business. persona. Yeah, I love the way Southern it was people just so talk. Exaggerated. Yeah, because you have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. But then it seems to make sense. Like suddenly they'll be like, "Oh man, you fluffier than a kitten at a car wash." Yeah, <laughs> it's like the way Theo Vaughn, the comedian, talks now. Was <laughs> <laughs> someone that said uh, he heard like the best hillbilly fucking thing ever where it was like uh, this guy was saying oh man it could be raining titties not still catch a dick <laughs> <laughs> but when you find people like this they all try to out hillbilly each yeah. other <laughs> like, that's what Clinton would always do yeah. like, it's just, and it's like it's like it's like Boston people too it's like yeah. a race to the bottom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lisa Marie not surprisingly acted out as a kid because she was born into chaos. Yeah. I was born with that. And Priscilla was living in California. And so she would shuffle from California to Graceland. To deal yeah. with all the various Ugh. businesses. And one can only imagine how awful and traumatizing her dad dying yeah. would have been. And I don't even know how you go on from that and become a normal functioning adult. Yeah. But points to Priscilla, like she was acting in the Naked Gun movies. She was like, she was very present in the 80s and early 90s. I remember her everywhere. Yeah. Amazing in the Naked Gun movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her hilarious. and OJ were hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I, I credit OJ for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inspirational movies. Yeah. The, the Naked Gun movies. Absolutely. Yeah. And Priscilla Presley... She was like a personality, like an actress. She would be on talk shows, yeah. author. She wrote that book. So, yeah, I think she actually did a decent job of dealing with everything. Yeah. She obviously got out of Dodge when she needed to in the 70s yeah. and then took over the estate yeah. in the best possible way. Where I draw the line, though, and disagree with her is in order to deal with Lisa Marie acting out, she joined the search of Scientology. This is the Priscilla? first I'm hearing about that. That's Priscilla crazy. Did. Yes. Really? She yeah. was tipped off to it from none other than John Travolta. Oy. Hey, uh, Priscilla. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Now he's the Fonz, too. Yeah. <laughs> Check out the Scientology thing. Yep. <laughs> and she forced Lisa Marie into it. So they were. Were they dating? Who? Lisa Marie and I uh, know no, 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 no she's a kid now. No, was Priscilla and John Travolta dating? I can't Doubtful. imagine. Travolta's gay, dude. Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought Kaya was going to be a little more no. subtle. Lenient and no. subtle, and now he just went right after no, her. That's I why thought you were going to so... say, he's not exactly a fan of the ladies. No. Yeah. Instead, he's like, he's gay. I know. Straight Jesus. up gay. Very it's, harsh. It's the Boston's coming out right uh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a queer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much an insult as it is a complete observation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just because he tried to hit on the male masseuse? Hit on? Assault? Sexually? I mean, it's not proven, is yeah. it? I mean, there's. it's like Deshaun Watson, where he attacked all those. Uh, he had like 35 people with allegations against him. Travolta's somewhere up there. So why is Fred Durst working with him then if he's yeah! such a piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know. He never made a move on Fred Durst. No. So, like, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where were we? I, we got sidetracked by Kyle right, so, Colin Travolta deck. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, all right. Let's go with that for a second. Sure. That's what kept him in the church, supposedly, is that they had the file on him where they record, they make them record every sordid detail in their yeah. life. Yeah, they blackmail you when you yeah, first come so, in. Yes, blackmail. Travolta said he was gay. They had it on tape. So then he had to marry Kelly Preston and remain. So in what the do they have on Priscilla Presley? Nothing, but she. I don't know. Did she like? No, I think she was. She, she was swayed by Travolta because it is alluring. I'm not going to talk about the time I was at the celebrity. <laughs> well, we've talked <laughs> about this. Was, was that uh, the last episode where goes without mentioning? Yeah. There were a few <laughs> minutes where they were really courting me, yeah. and I actually it flashed before my eyes, imagining a life in Scientology. Yeah. Wow. You're that, like, I, I did so well as this open mic, and then yeah. the comedy show you did, and you know, maybe I could be a Scientologist. That that's how they get you. M did you ever think it was one big uh setup to just get Alejandro in? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't figure out why else they'd be laughing. I didn't say anything funny. <laughs> All right. So because of Scientology, which Lisa Marie was forced to join when she was eleven. She and her mom had a rocky relationship for many years because some say Lisa Marie never really wanted to be a member. I don't you know. Blame her. But you're kind of forced in as a kid, aren't you? That's how, oh, they, yeah. that's how they do it. Like if your family is not a Scientologist, you got to get rid of that family. Yeah. I find it crazy when you hear about people like Beck or Leah Remini where they say, Oh, my parents were members, and that's how I got into it. Yeah, because you, you just assumed they were people that came to Hollywood looking for stardom. It's hard to fathom that your parents would be Scientologists. But can, can your ten-year-old kid be a suppressive person? That's the question. Like, if they're young like that, oh yes, and they're not in, they're they're on the the shit list. Oh. They're they're literally on the shit list of uh, yeah. <laughs> how many times do you think Lisa Marie heard that she was a suppressive kid? Probably a lot. Yeah, SP. So S uh, SK. So she acted out quite a bit after that too. In 1988, she married Danny Keo, a musician, I believe, some kind of backup dancer. Like a Kevin Federline kind of thing? <laughs> like a K-Fed? There's so many like out-of-work backup dancers in the city. It's crazy. It's like yeah, oh my like 40% of the city is uh, out-of-work backup dancers. You dancer. can't swing a dead baby without hitting oh, a backup dancer. Oh. Did I get some blue on you? Yeah, Danny Kehoe <laughs> uh, is an actor. Okay. Yeah. Well, Don't... same thing. Yeah. What has he been in? Uh, the Lodge, Cabin by the Lake, The Darkling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's been in a couple things. Yeah. yeah he's a real uh, power broker in Hollywood. They had two kids together. 
Riley Keough, born 1989, not to be confused with the indie rock band Rilo Kylie. Yes. Riley Keough is well, the daughter. Yeah, he was an actor in one thing, but also did music. He, he did the music for Kevin by the Lake and The Darkling, but acted in The Lodge. So he's a jack of all trades. <laughs> sure. He's editing the movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a one-man band. Yeah. And then they had a second kid, Ben, born 1992, the year that Aladdin came out, if you needed a reference. Uh, I did, and I got it. <laughs> Danny and Lisa Marie divorced in 1994, the same year that Lisa Marie married one Michael Jackson. Quick move or this one? Click on the link. Let's hear it. We're the color you were again. Do I wish I was the that color? That has nature that. I loved, I loved black. I Do loved you wish black. you were that way? I envy her because she can tan and I can't. One more question I want to make sure I ask. Oh, boy. Are you going to sing together? No. I would love to sing with you. She says no. Would you like to sing with me? You don't sing? I don't sing. She I, wants I to disappear. Sing, but that's not why I married Michael. Um, I don't need that. Oh, my I God. Things. I can't even I watch this. To, I mean, I'm not going to marry someone for a recording career. What's up? He's giving her well. bunny ears now. Um, and look at this. What? <laughs> look at the way she looks at him. Arrested it's development. So Awkward. Yeah. We'll All right. <laughs> you get the point, but... <laughs> That was a media firestorm. That was disturbing. Nobody bought that the marriage was real because it came right after the child molestation allegations. Yeah. And And again, background in Scientology where Tom Cruise also had uh, his people searching for a girlfriend for him. Diane Sawyer mentioned that in the interview. Yeah. She said that people are saying this is just a ploy to get Michael Jackson into the Church of Scientology. And then Lisa Marie is like, that is so ridiculous. But then it's like, Lisa, stop and look around. Yeah. You're married to Michael Jackson. I know. That yeah. alone is ridiculous. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. That's such a weird thing. Like, she shouldn't have to do that. My theory is it was just a continuance of the acting out because she didn't tell Priscilla she was doing that. Mm. So on the phone one day, Priscilla's like, I heard the rumor that you married Michael Jackson. And then there was a pause. And she's like, oh, no, you didn't. Wow. Yep. Oh, my God. And they were supposed to have a baby together, king of rock and roll. They didn't know, have king any- King of pop. They had yeah. no kids together? Joining sperm and yeah. egg. No, it was some weird lady that had a kid for uh, Michael Jackson around that time or like after. Imagine the kid, though. They would have created some some monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it could have been. It could have been. The, yeah, it could have been the next Jesus or yeah. something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Debbie Rowe. You're oh, thinking right, of. right, right. Yeah. And that was immediately they, after they divorced. That was a kid he threw out the window. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> By the way, there's a rumor that Blanket was Lisa Marie's kid. Oh. oh. So they divorced in 96, and immediately after, as Kyle mentioned, Jackson hooks up with this Debbie Rowe lady. Yeah. It's my friend. Yeah, it made no sense. (laughs) Their relationship or what he was up to. It was like a personal assistant or something. He's like, I love black. And then he had the whitest kids on the planet. Whiter than the Baldwin kids. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Crazy. God. Not that I'm judging. You mean from Ilaria? (laughs) Ilaria. (laughs) My wife is from Spain. From (laughs) Ilaria. Her accent is the most offensive thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Can you please leave me and my kids alone? (sighs) I am the mommy. 
they, they say How to me. How you say cucumber? In the latest one, she's like, they tell me, mommy, why are the people <laughs> taking pictures? God, she sucks. <laughs> yeah, you want to do her so bad. Yeah, yeah she's so hot. <laughs> she's God like a West Side it. Story character. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it turns me on how annoying she yeah, is. You, yeah, you you like her yoga videos. Who, and who doesn't? Yeah. You got a pulse? <laughs> Andy Dick? Yeah. yeah. She's, from Boston. <laughs> she's from Boston, too, so that's a double, yeah. oh, that's right. double trouble for you. Yep. She's a real Bostonian. Boston. A, I'm a Bostonian. <laughs> Lisa Marie <laughs> bounced back and decided to marry someone normal. So she married Nicolas Cage <laughs> in 2002. Why not? Jeez. And let's not forget, Nicolas Cage was the biggest, is the biggest Elvis fan. He played Elvis in that SNL sketch. Tiny Little Elvis. Elvis. Yeah. Tiny Elvis. I'm just saying it's real big, that's all. And wild at heart, he wears a snakeskin jacket yeah. and talks like Elvis yeah. and even ends the movie singing Love Me Tender. Mm. Oh, does he? I I haven't watched that in a while, but I remember <laughs> it's a crazy movie. He's like, this jacket is a symbol of my individuality. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was in the movie Honeymoon in Vegas. Yes. Mm. Sarah Jessica Parker. With SJP. With, with, yeah. RDJ, SJP. Who married Matthew Broderick, who killed uh, two people in Ireland while driving. Anyway. RIP. Sorry. <laughs> the rumor was that Nicolas Cage wanted to see the upstairs of Graceland because that was closed to the public. Mm. Still is closed to the public. And that's why he married her. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's what people are saying on our TikTok comments. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth to that. Oh, yeah. You, to commemorate her passing, you posted a TikTok of an interview with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, it went viral. Well, he is bonkers, head over heels in love with Lisa Marie. But everyone says in the comments, like, that he just wanted to get the cape or something. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> love her. He loved Elvis. Yeah. And there, apparently there's some sort of interview where she said she walked in on him wearing the clothes he died in. And oh that's when God. that's when she knew it was over. Yeah. Who would want to wear those clothes? Nicolas Cage. The guy doesn't bathe. It's huge, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's real big. That's yeah. all. But of course, people were freakish. My dad was that insane into Elvis. People were just like, just take it. Like their entire personalities were just Elvis. Auntie Jill, fan of the show, friend of the show. She uh, she had all these like Elvis dolls in her living room, like yeah. ton everywhere for since I was a little He's kid. like an idol. He's like he really is like like a god to some people. My yeah. sister, now that I'm thinking about it, was really into Elvis when she was little. Yeah. And she had an Elvis doll and an Elvis clock in her room. Yeah. yeah. And we all remember the stamp. Yes. That was yeah. huge. Yeah. Was. They, well, there was some debate. Are they I'm gonna, just saying it was big. Are, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> are they going to go with the young Elvis or the out of shape, disgusting Vegas Elvis? And they went with the young one. Yeah. Just like Rolling Stone magazine, got to give him props. When yeah. he died, they opted for the clean cut photo of him yeah. on the cover. Now Rolling mm. Stone's a disaster. Well, right? now I they're putting I don't the, even know what the Boston is. Bomber on the cover. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not even a joke. Those yeah. bastards. Fucking assholes. So anyway, the Nicolas Cage marriage ended in 2004. They remained friends, I guess. Sure. In 2003, Lisa Marie finally released her first album, To Whom It May Concern, which reached number five on the Billboard charts. She told Extra that her father's music is probably embedded in her, 
saying, I could only hope that he would be proud. And she did a media blitz, talked to everyone. And I have a clip here of her on the Jonathan Ross show. The, you know, essentially, you're entering the family business here. Right. Okay. Most people get right. compared to what their parents do. You're going to be compared to the greatest rock singer <clears throat> who ever lived, a, an iconic figure of the 20th and 21st century. And that's tough. Mm. I mean, that really, then that must have been something you're aware of when you, when you embarked on this. Mm. Yes. Not, mm. you know, I, I might have yes. underestimated mm. slightly. But um, I, couldn't, I couldn't think like that, you know, otherwise I'd never do. I don't want to live in fear. Yeah. Do you ever regret being born Elvis's kid, the, the fact that he was your father? No, because I mean, everything has, it's, it's, you know, I don't know any different and I, I wouldn't regret that. What are you going to regret? There's good and bad with everything. So that must have been a lot of pressure. Yeah. Sure. You know, some people would have gratitude for being born into that family. And I think she did have that. But you're also living in a world where everybody is comparing you to your dad. But you just don't have the mental capacity to think of anything outside of that. It's That's just, true. Yeah. But how could you? It's just like, whatever. Also in 2003, she did another interview with Diane Sawyer, where, again, Diane Sawyer grilled her on the marriage to Michael Jackson. Yeah. And she said, Michael Jackson? What were you thinking? And Lisa explained that she's attracted to artistic people and she's not normal and she liked taking care of them and it was real and blah, blah, blah. Maybe she's like her mom in that respect. Yeah. But Diane Sawyer wasn't buying it. But honestly, who cares if yeah. Diane Sawyer buys it or not? Yeah. In 2005, Lisa Marie sold off 85% of the Elvis estate to CKX Inc., excluding Graceland. Hmm. So now CKX is in charge of the Teddy Graham commercials. Yeah, because Graceland is still the moneymaker. It's 66% exactly. of the income. Yeah. You want to hold on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Her follow-up album that same year was called Now What? And she did one more album in her lifetime, released in 2012, called Storm and Grace. And for that second album in 2005, Lisa Marie did another media blitz. And she even went on Good Morning America and talked to Diane Sawyer a third time. Jeez. And before the interview, Sawyer said that she liked the new album. But then she immediately launched into... Now that some time has passed, what are your thoughts on your marriage to Michael Jackson? Yeah. And the next day on Howard Stern, Lisa Marie told him that she couldn't believe she was being asked that again. I mean, what are you going to do? You literally, this is your you life. Not only did you sign up for Diane Sawyer, you signed up for Howard Stern. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And also you married Michael Jackson. Yeah. So don't you think that, that that's going to follow you? I mean, I understand, you know, not wanting to be asked about it, but people are endlessly curious about that. Yeah. yeah. In 2006, Lisa Marie married fourth husband Michael Lockwood, who was part of her band. She gave birth to twin girls in 2008, and she moved to England for a while. At this time, she became addicted to painkillers and opioids. And she liked smoking cigarettes a lot. Yeah. No good. Not a great combo. Yeah. yeah. In 2009, her 17-year-old son, Ben Keo signed a big record deal with Universal worth $5 million for five albums. Giddy up. He really looks like Elvis as he's getting older. Mm, and really? people keep asking, what do you want to do with your life? And so he's like, 
I should be a musician yeah. because his sister, Rilo, Ry, Riley Keough. Yeah. I keep wanting to say the name of that band, Rilo Kylie. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? The one with Jenny Lewis? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Riley Keough, but like I've seen her. She's a good actress. Like, yeah. She's been in some stuff. Exactly. And she was yeah. a model. Yeah. And they even, in the 2000s, the three of them, Priscilla, Riley, and Lisa Marie, appeared on the same magazine cover together. Yeah. She's really cute. Yeah, she's and, still active. Like she, she seems like she has nothing to do with that entire family. No, really she though. seems pretty well adjusted. Yeah, considering. Yeah. And so back to Ben, he has this deal with Universal. During production, he said, "Quote: The music will be nothing like Elvis, nothing like him at all." End quote. After a long delay, people started whispering, "Like what the hell's going on?" And his spokesperson said, "Quote: He's a typical seventeen-year-old." He doesn't get up before midday and then grunts at you. Lisa Marie would say in interviews that he was still finding his way. No album ever materialized. Wow. And I've seen. Did he get the five million? I can't find any info confirming (laughs) that. They probably gave him a, a big advance. Yeah. Yeah. But probably not all five million. And in all the interviews I've watched lately of Lisa Marie, those were the things she talked about the most. She was always asked about Michael Jackson, and they would ask her about Ben, and she would say, oh, yeah, you know, he's searching, Mm. and she didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like she didn't want to talk about anything. That's true. But she's going on all these talk shows. Yeah, why would you ask me anything about my life or anything? She's like Taylor Swift. Like, don't talk to me about all these things going on while I'm here for an hour. Yeah. I wrote 10 songs about breaking up with these guys, but do not ask me about those relationships. How dare you? How dare you And Lisa Marie didn't seem to like talking about her dad either. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. Okay, so no Elvis, no family. What are we here to talk about? Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, the only interesting part. (laughs) What else you got? You want to talk about your music? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What did you think of the Sopranos ending? Yeah. (laughs) In June 2009, Michael Jackson died, and she wrote a blog post that went viral where she said it was all real. What what does that mean? That it wasn't a media. Oh, the the marriage was real. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. In 2016, Lisa Marie filed for a divorce from Michael Lockwood. Then in February 2017, the couple's children were taken into protective custody. Uh-oh. After Lisa said that she saw inappropriate images of children on Lockwood's personal computer. Yikes. I believe it. She said this in the divorce filing mm. and challenged Lockwood's request for spousal support. Spousal support, which they were still battling each other till the day she died. So he was wow. like a, a no good bum, like no money, and then she he was she was supporting him. Basically. This is like when Anne Hayes married that grip, yeah. After Ellen, mm. you know, sure. Any opinions, Kyle? <sighs> Ellen, all right. Um, it's just that this is just seems like a vicious yeah. circle. Neither Brentwood nor the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations found any wrongdoing after a lengthy search of all his electronic devices. Wow. And she had turned over a bunch of them to the police as well. The divorce was finalized on May 26th, 2021. It's a five-year divorce. My God. 
That's a lot of drama. Yeah. In 2014, Lisa Marie quietly left the Church of Scientology, and Priscilla followed suit three years later. And in fact, Lisa Marie was involved in the Danny Masterson trial. Really? And was testifying for the prosecution. Wow. And they say that, you know how he's being retried? Yeah. yeah. That it hurts that she's gone now. Mm. Oh, because he got off. He he got a mistrial well, or... Yeah, yeah, they're doing it again. Yeah. yeah. And Lisa Marie's not going to be around that time. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no. So she kind of supported Leah Remini behind the scenes. A- apparently, she had wanted to leave the church since 2008. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it always ends badly with the Scientologists. Yeah, it's never... It's never great. No. Unless you're, you know, Tom Cruise or John Travolta, but still there's all these whispers about you anyway. Not that Muscavish lady. She's like, no one knows where she oh, is. Oh, Shelly Miscavige. Yeah, yeah. She's she hasn't seen, been seen for like 23 years. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you're in that. She's embarrassed. She's married to David Miscavige. Uh, yeah. She's been disappeared. Yeah, she's gone. I don't think she's blushing <laughs> and hiding. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> She might be unalive yeah. Yeah. somewhere. Mm. In 2019, Lisa Marie wrote the foreword to a book called The United States of Opioids by Harry Nelson, not to be confused with Harry Nielsen, the singer-songwriter. Yeah. In her foreword, she wrote, quote, As I write this, I think of my four children who gave me the purpose to heal. And that brings us to summer 2020. Height of the quarantine. Mm. Lisa Marie, her son Ben Keo, and her twins were forced to move out of their Calabasas home due to mold. They were staying at a hotel in the meantime, but Ben went back to stay at the house. On July 12th, he hosted a party for his girlfriend Diana. A report by The Sun, your favorite paper, Mark. Yeah, it's a rag. It claims that video surveillance with audio showed a possible verbal argument between the descendant and the girlfriend in the backyard of the residence. Ben then left to go to his bedroom, and a few minutes later, an apparent gunshot could be heard. Diana went to check on him, but his bedroom door was locked. She opened it with a bobby pin and found him dead of a self-inflicted shotgun wound to the mouth. Oh, my God. His autopsy report stated the cause of death as suicide. There was no note. Alcohol and cocaine were found in his system. And also, according to The Sun, Ben had a history of depression and drug addiction. He had been to rehab multiple times, only completing the program once. And he reportedly had tried to take his own life five months earlier. A family member told the paper that Ben struggled in the shadow of his famous grandfather and that he felt lost in life with no true passion, no job, not much of an education. That's a nice family member, isn't it? Squawking to the press 90% of the people on this earth have no passion or no nothing. (laughs) But people get through it. I don't know. I I feel bad for them. I I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, it's a weird situation to be in. I I couldn't like, you know, I've never been living under the the crush of uh, the pressure of someone 
you know, that big like yeah. that. Yeah. So his I shadow just, was huge, man. I just had I'm just saying, just saying it's really big. I had my family funeral home, which uh, you know, didn't yeah. wasn't really uh you know, give me that pressure. My grandpa had some nice wood carvings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is weird to think, but like you're almost you're more lost when you're you have money growing up and you're living under that yeah. when it's something you want to do so bad that there's no like way to work up like when you're poor you have to work for it anyway yeah and so you're kind of just in this limbo where it's like i don't need to work but i want to and then when i actually am going to do it it's still not going to be as good as this guy it just to me it, it just it, seems like this you're in this pool drowning it works or it doesn't work you know yeah. you got you got your chaz hanks that crazy kid chet hanks chet hanks Ch- yeah chet hayes chaz bono whatever he calls himself today <laughs> and then you have uh colin hanks who's an amazing actor in his own right in like madman Sh- orange county he's not gonna meet his dad he's not gonna meet his dad's you know greatness but he's he's a good guy who's yeah. a you know a solid like you know like a shooting guard he's like a good Five men or yeah, something. For sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he, you know, he's in Fargo. He's in some great stuff. He's the Riley Keough of the Hanks. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and the Presley dilemma is: Oh, gee, I was given a five million dollar contract to deliver an album, and I got to deliver this album. And yeah, that's too much to bear. Yeah, when most people, like you said, who are struggling, like I would kill for that sound. Yeah, or that contract, and just waiting for the Rolling Stone article. What is Elvis's son, grandson, mm-hmm. trying to do here? What a loser! You yeah. know, <laughs> it's just like you're waiting for those comparisons, and like like Jacob Dylan. You know, mm-hmm. he has. I heard him on Rogan talking about the same stuff. You know, you just he sounded very grounded. I thought. he's very grounded. He he is, and like he Even had Chet his... Hanks to some extent. I think he can laugh at himself a bit. He, I mean, I he takes know. himself. I, I think to the, the whole he's like the Joker, book. though. I know, that's like, true. He's like out All of right, his mind. But what do you prefer, being depressed or going on social media saying it's going to be a white boy summer? White boy yeah. summer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'd rather be that guy than someone depressed. Did you see him on that Ziwa article? Uh, uh interview rather than Ziway. Uh, no. He's like. He's out there. He's doing Joker impressions. He's like, and then he just busts into Denzel Washington. And he goes, "They tried to kill my wife." Oh. <laughs> I recommend anyone to go watch that interview. <laughs> it's so funny. And she's like, "What is wrong with you?" Yeah, he's yeah. a national treasure. He is. There's something about him. It, meanwhile, he's sitting on like one of those workout bubbles, <laughs> like the, the ones you do abs with. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. Anyway, on August 30th, 2022. In honor of National Grief Awareness Day, Lisa Marie Presley penned an emotional essay about what she'd learned in the time since her son died. Quote, I can understand why people may want to avoid you once a terrible tragedy has struck, especially a parent losing their child, because it truly is your worst nightmare. Nothing, absolutely nothing takes away the pain, but finding support can sometimes help you feel a bit less alone. Hmm. Yeah. True. There's not much more to say. It's the worst thing that can happen to a parent. Yeah. On January 10th, 2023, Lisa Marie made an appearance at the Golden Globes to support the new movie, Elvis, about her dad. In the movie, he's played by Austin Butler, who went on to win the Best Actor Globe that night and kept the Southern accent rolling. Yeah. But in this video, this is the last video of her taken before the ceremony. 
tonight will be a, a wonderful night for Elvis. Yes, I hope so. And have you gotten to know Austin Butler a little bit? Yeah, I, I'm going to grab your arm. Yes. Um, a lot, a lot, actually. I and adore him. When you first saw him, what did you think? You mean in the movie? Yeah, just saw him, yeah, in the role. I was mind blown, truly. I actually had to take like five days to process it because it was so spot on and authentic. Okay, we don't have you get the point. Get the she point. seems sedated, yeah. not okay. that well. She leans on her friend. Almost like she's gonna stumble over. I didn't know Billy Jeez. Bush was back. I thought he was done after. Grab the, by the, the pussy. Yeah, I thought he yeah, was done. No. <laughs> he's back, baby. They brought him back just for this. Yeah, <laughs> I think he came back because people hated Trump so much. They're like, you can't cancel anybody, Trump. Yeah, we don't care that Billy Bush did that. Billy, grab him by the bush. Hey yo, <laughs> Cal's here. Check please. So that was January tenth. Yeah, recently. Yeah, two days later. January 12th, 2023, Lisa Marie was rushed to the hospital after suspected cardiac arrest and died later that night at 54 years old. Jeez. Oh, my God. And I got a text from Mark saying, Lisa Marie's dead. <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't in caps or anything. <laughs> I could feel his. Yeah. <laughs> my enthusiasm. Like, Get out of here. Don't to deliver the news. Yeah. You were the death pigeon. I know. <laughs> don't don't uh, kill the messenger. Yeah. Priscilla yes, anyway. released a statement. She was the most passionate, strong, and loving woman I have ever known. We ask for privacy as we try to deal with this profound loss. Thank you for the love and prayers. Again, what else can you say? Of course. To lose a child. Yeah. And God, in some ways she had a charmed life. Yeah. Because she was given so many opportunities, this fortune. But also what a whacked out life Priscilla had. Yeah. To deal with the Elvis stuff and then yeah. her daughter and her grandson. What does that feel like to bury your first husband, a grandkid, well, she, and your daughter? She had a crazy life to begin with. She was born in Brooklyn, and then she was she was shuttled from you know uh, army barracks to army barracks. Her so, dad yeah. dying in a plane crash. Yeah, so like she's used to be feeling you know uncomfortable in a weird situation. So, Chaos and trauma. But but taking care of Elvis and. Her kids afterwards seem normal comparably. Riley, I'm really impressed by. She's a great. She's actor. handling everything with grace too. Hmm. I these tough circumstances. I can't remember exactly what she's in, but she's in stuff that I really like. I do. I don't remember. <laughs> you want to look her up quick? Yeah. Well, she's a very talented actress, but yeah, very sad to see Lisa Marie go and um, uh, the girlfriend experience, the lodge, Mad Max Fury Road. A mm. uh, whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yes, but... Mad Max. She was one of the girls that was uh, yep. kidnapped in that. Yes. With... She portrayed Marie Curie in The Runaways. Oh, the, musical. the Joan Jett biopic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So real quickly, I still don't even understand it, but Lisa Marie's finances were in a tailspin. After the divorce from Michael Lockwood, she was $6 million in debt and had $500,000 in credit card debt. Yeah. 
Rumors had it that her fortune had dwindled from a hundred million to fourteen thousand dollars at the time of her death. Oh my god! After a series of bad business deals, mm. in two thousand eight, she filed a suit against former manager Barry Siegel and claimed that he had mismanaged her accounts. And he fired back saying it was all her fault. And in fact, that sale she made that gave away 85% of the estate yeah. helped her get out of $20 million in debt at the time. She made a lot of bad business deals. It's funny because I like over the pandemic, I had a general meeting at Sony Animation, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, "So, what are you guys working on over there?" And they were, they told me the uh, the Elvis adult animated show is what what like, oh, their, God. their main project because they already owned all his music and stuff. Oh, so they're doing an adult animated wow. Elvis show, which is actually coming out very soon. Oh, it's actually gone through. It's gone through. Wow. Yeah, and we think of that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm like, I'd love to be a writer on that. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that was like the nature of the medium, but uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know what, what it's going to look like when it comes out. I'm actually kind of excited. I'd love to see an adult animated show based on Elvis. That could be really funny if he's like, yeah, shit. it's going to be a comedy. If he's like shitting Has everywhere, be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Marie's daughters, Riley Keough. Harper and Finley, the twins, will inherit Graceland. Wow. A representative says. What's that worth? It's still a hundred thousand. No, I they, think it's worth what, a lot. From what they bought it. <laughs> I think it's still worth a lot. It yeah. could be. I'd Number be, one tourist attraction in Memphis. I'd be interested. Yeah, yeah well that's it, there's an actual income coming in. So Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but Lisa Marie's debts, I guess, will die with her. That sounds very morbid, but Hey. <laughs> you gotta look at the silver lining. Sometimes. Yeah. On January 22nd, 2023, Lisa Marie was laid to rest next to her son, Ben, and Father Elvis in the meditation garden at Graceland. Wow. The family is back together. Wow. Three generations laid to rest. Mm. Final thoughts. It just seems like, you know, once... Once there are problems with uh, substances and all that, it's hard for that to get out of the the bloodline for a while. I think the worst thing that Elvis or any of his family could have done is move to either Vegas or Los Angeles because they are just nightmares on people that already have issues with stuff like that. Yeah. Didn't go so well in Tennessee. No, No, that's true also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Imagine how much worse it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't imagine. He would have gotten his yeah. own doctor in L.A. too if he, there wasn't already one oh, assigned, assigned to him by the record industry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rest in peace uh, to everybody involved. Ben Keo. Yeah. Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. Elvis Presley. El- yes. Elvis's mom too. Gladys Presley. Yep. Yeah. And the dad. Vernon yeah. Presley. Yeah. Yep. Colonel Tom Parker. That would be crazy if he was still alive. He's like 160. <laughs> like, wait a second. Wow. Yeah, how does that guy live He's there? still at the slots there, in like some bad age. Vegas place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what did he die in 97? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't but, believe he lived that long. And showman and the snowman. Right. Yeah. Oh, how many times did he say the word snow in the movie? Did the whole time. God, that was annoying. It's going to snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like an evil villain. Annoying. So yeah. yeah, he sounded like Winnie the Pooh if he was a guard at Auschwitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tom, Tom Hanks portrayal of that person is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great. Funny you mention that. Yeah. Because today, 
breaking news. The Razzies <laughs> were announced. Ooh. Click on that link. All right. Tom Hanks, who, of course, you remember won Oscars for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Yeah. Nominated for three Razzies. In one for, year. For his portrayal of Colonel Tom Parker in Elvis. Here he is. I think Tom Hanks is going the ways of, of like his bosom buddy days again. I think he's de- <laughs> like I think he's like he's going backwards now. Really? And the movie started off to me as much a parody as weird the Yankovic story was. Yeah. I it think, was a joke, I thought, the movie, because he was so over the top. I in think it. Tom Hanks was just propped up by Spielberg, and I think he's going back to like his Joe versus the volcano level of acting. <laughs> Even weirder than that. So nominated for worst supporting actor, and again for worst screen couple, Tom Hanks in his latex laden face. Hello. <laughs> and uh, another episode, we may look more into the if Elvis faked his death theory. Which is very popular. Yeah, because there's this article here that debunks the theory. But a lot of people believe that he appeared in Home Alone in bum, the scene bum, where Catherine bum. O'Hara is desperately trying to get a flight is that back to Chicago. Yeah. And Elvis is standing behind her in yeah. line. Yeah, okay. Do you know John Candy did this role uh, for, for no- $400? $400, yeah. 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 Less than what the pizza guy made. Really? Yeah. The pizza guy was actually pretty good. Yeah. I, I bought that he was a pizza guy. Less than <laughs> Elvis made as a stand-in yeah. background actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. This was a two-parter, a big, fat, latex-laden episode. (laughs) A couple of episodes here. The story, there's a lot to cover, and it's pretty bonkers. I think after this, I'm going to take a bunch of prescription pills (laughs) and hit hit the toilet. I'm going to eat some mashed potatoes (laughs) and cheeseburgers. Yeah. And who wants to help us out with the fan mail? I'm going to call my Dr. Nick. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Fan mail uh, from YouTube, Squabblebox. He uh, actually commented on the Curse of the Power Rangers episode saying, this is the most I've ever enjoyed anything about Power Rangers, which, thank you. That is huge. I completely agree with him. Wow. And then we Even got- more than Ivan Ooze in hey. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> then we got a very nice comment on iTunes from a Sherlock Loams. Uh, this was from two days ago. Um, his comment is, unreal. I just found this podcast, and wow, it's so funny and has all the essential info looking into the celebrity deaths and Hollywood true crime. Highly recommend. Booyah. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram, YouTube, YouTube, all over the place. Everything. Send us an email at deathandentertainment at gmail. Let us know how you feel. If you have any suggestions for any episodes you'd like to see. Yes. And yeah. uh, And and always remember. Don't go dying on us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye-bye. We're leaving the building. Later.